Spencer, welcome to the program. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having us. And congratulations to you. Uh, I, I always wanted to ask a no-hitter pitcher this. I asked Justin Verlander when he did it years ago. I'm going to ask you. How do you keep the idea that I am throwing a no-hitter out of your brain as you get to, like, the sixth and the seventh and the eighth? Explain that process. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I definitely was aware of it. Um, I guess you kind of just have to think of it as, like, instead of thinking I am throwing a no-hitter, like, I haven't thrown it yet. It's just one more out. So, like, mm-hmm. until it happens – doesn't count so instead of just thinking oh i'm throwing no hitter right now don't mess it up just like no i just i gotta get three more outs and then i gotta get three more outs and then i gotta get three more outs and just kind of keep it keep it simple and keep it uh keep focused on the present moment does that get harder as the game goes on yeah a little bit um at least it was for me but i feel like i was able to that's the most mentally focused i've ever been in my life probably so i think it was more difficult but i i think i was able to overcome kind of the the distraction of the moment and just yeah and and of course the tradition in baseball is that your teammates are supposed to help you with that distraction of the moment by never mentioning it it's like the worst thing in baseball it's one of those you know <laughs> bad luck things uh no one should ever say hey, pal you know you got a no hitter going i mean that's like the worst <laughs> thing you could you could say so were you aware like were they all moving a little away from you when you came into the dugout leaving you alone just to make sure they didn't blurt it out yeah, it was definitely a little bit of a different energy than normal, um, especially as the game went on. Uh, like I said, I still got a couple of fist bumps here and there, but for the most part, no one said a word to me and they yeah. just kind of left me alone. A couple okay. guys gave me looks like, <laughs> but they <laughs> <laughs> gave me like the look like, hey, man, come on, you got it. Are you yeah. a superstitious guy? <laughs> I always love that quote. I'm not superstitious, but I'm a little stitious. So. <laughs> mess with it either so yeah i mean, kind of keep if something's working kind of i just I like to keep it going but um i don't want to like overthink it either it's kind of somewhere in the middle well that was working uh <laughs> do you have one of those things where you don't step on the white line when you come off uh or go back out is that one of yours or yeah i usually don't i, I don't really step on the foul line that's one of those things i usually step over it i don't know why that, that was always a thing growing mm. up just you, Everybody's like, just don't step on the line. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I usually kind of little hop over it, a little step over it when I go on the field right. now. So. See, I think that's the difference between men who are cut out to be professional athletes and the rest of us. We would trip over the white line. <laughs> and, and there's actually nothing even there to trip over. It's just as soon as you start thinking about it, we would trip. And say, why did I trip? There's not, it's not even a wire there. Uh, did you know, Spencer, that uh, you know that night was late? You know, it's it's late. You're out there in Seattle. Your body clock is later. Did you feel something when you walked out that night? You said it was the most focused you ever were. But was it that way from the beginning? No, warming up in the bullpen was terrible. So I did not feel good physically, mechanically. Huh. My stuff was not sharp. Um, I made some adjustments the week before in Kansas City, and I felt more connected than I had in a long time and did not feel that at all going into the game. But mentally, I was able to kind of just overcome that. Um, it's just like, all right, may not have my best stuff, but I'm sure it'll be I'm sure it'll be better than it was in the bullpen. It usually is. And so I just, I just got to lock in and focus mentally and make sure today that I'm really aggressive to get ahead in the strikes, get ahead in the count so that I'm not pitching in bad counts and – so if my stuff's not quite as sharp, I don't have to do quite as much damage control. I stay ahead. Like I, 
can get some off speed pitch a little more or whatever, um, and just make them put it in play. And and when you finally got that last out, and it happens, and just can you try to put into words what happens? Is it, is it a bit of delayed reaction? Like you can't really even believe that this just happened? Is it instantaneous? Tell us. It's pretty instantaneous, I'd say. Um, it's kind of just like that. You've had this kind of moment building up all day or all game, and you're right there. And you're, like I said, I, I didn't let myself really celebrate it before it got there, but I did have like some visions in my head, uh, feelings prior of like, no, I'm going to do this and I'm going to, I can't wait to be celebrating with my friends. I, I know that I'm going to come back home and, you know, I'm going to have done it or I'm going to come back in the dugout or there's going to be a celebration on the field. Like those images were like popping up in my head. Hmm. I didn't let it like take me out of my focus. Like I was like, all right, this, I think this is about to happen. I think this is what it's going to look like, but I didn't like let that take me out of still having to do the job. Well, the fact that you struck out the last guy that you faced, mm-hmm. you know, and I mean, just blew it past them. Uh, that, that always helps. You don't, you don't have to deal with that pop-up that's going over the third baseman's head as he's running to the foul line. Oh, please. I mean, you had it right there. Somebody, Having to dive in a hole, fill a ground ball, or make a diving catch or something. I was exactly I was go right at him and with my nastiest now, stuff. Now, is is there part? You know, all athletes are perfectionists in a certain way. That's what makes them great professional athletes. Is there part of you that after you throw a no hitter, you end up going back and saying, "I could have had a perfect game if I just didn't do this one. <laughs> or I just didn't walk this guy or whatever." Ah. Uh, there's probably, I mean, I probably had a few of those thoughts in the game. Uh-huh. Like, oh, man, I shouldn't have walked him in the fourth inning or whatever. I, ha- I didn't have to do that. That was, that was kind of a mental error. But, um, but no, I think for me, at least, accomplishing the no hitter is just so far beyond my wildest hopes and dreams. Like, you always dream about it as a kid, but to actually right. do it, it's just such a different, mm. such a different thing. Oh, yeah. Then was it it's crazy? Not like, it's not like I'm going to be like, Shoot, this sucks. I didn't throw a perfect game. Like, no, I freaking threw a no hitter. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'll take the no hitter. Yeah, yeah. We'll set I'll, the I'll perfect the game as the as the new like, the new goal. And, yeah. And then exactly. was it crazy for you that after you throw a no hitter, you know everybody's talking about GSPN Sports in a whole day, and then the next night another guy throws, but it's a Yankee. Then it's a Yankee <laughs> throwing a no hitter, and you know everybody moves to this guy. Yeah, I, I, you know. I'd, had my 15 minutes of fame there, going pretty quick. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah, you had your 15 minutes of fame at 2 o'clock in the morning on East Coast time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. time. Well, Eight hist- hours later is gone, but it's yeah. all right. He's but his- history will never forget no. it, and that's, that's the amazing thing. Baseball is nothing if not history, you know, and you are, I mean, only eight pitchers in Tiger history have thrown no hitters, and I don't know how many total pitchers in, in baseball, but it's still a pretty small amount considering how many people have played the game, and now now and forever, if, if your career ended tomorrow, now and forever, you would be one of those guys. That, that, that has to sit very sweetly with you, I imagine. Yeah, it really does. It's just, it's just cool. Like, I don't want to take like too much pride in my accomplishments and stuff like that. But at the same time, it's just like it's something that no one can ever take away from me. Like my name will always be down in history books doing that. Like it's just it's just something more. It's like one thing to make it to the big leagues. It's another thing to throw a no hitter. You know, it's just like that just puts me in a different category. And it's just it just makes me feel like I really did something really, really cool. Had you ever did- thrown a no hitter in the other levels of your play? Is that the first one ever? Um, I think so. I, I might have. I mean. Maybe like little league, throwing like a 
We yeah, won like six one innings. Ten run ruled games. I only have to pitch like four innings. I might have thrown a four inning no hitter. <laughs> Ten years old or something, but uh, no. The closest I ever got um, yeah. in like a real game was uh, my freshman year in Alabama. I had a no hitter going through seven at South Carolina, and that was that was the year after they had just won back to back national championships. And I was a freshman pitching in, on, on the ESPN game on like a Thursday night. It was like the first game of the series. Uh, it was against Michael Roth, um, who had been like basically pitch of the year the last couple of years. And um, we we're going toe to toe, zero to zero. Uh, I got through seven no hit innings and then he went out for the eighth and then lightning struck and they called the game. And we oh. had to continue the next day. Oh. So the next day, the first pitch of the game, <laughs> the first pitch of the game uh, was a homer. <laughs> so much for wow. that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that was the closest I got. And that, that felt, the feeling that night felt eerily similar to. Uh, the other night in Seattle, it was as the game was going, kind of like the no hitter. It was like it's just, it was just kind of the same feeling. It was just like tonight's my night. Everything's gonna go my way. Like I'm not really even. It doesn't even really feel like it's me doing it as much out there. It's just, I got I feel like I got I got somebody helping me. You know. Well, if you heard a clap of thunder, it would have probably <laughs> sent a shock through. No, I didn't not, like, no again. not again. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at the uh, video of you as I'm talking, uh, doing the post game interview with a mass of. I'm assuming this is shaving cream all over you, right? Uh, unless somebody got a bo- bunch of bottles of whipped cream really fast. But I wish it was whipped cream. That would have tasted better. But shaving cream. <laughs> yeah, mashed all. I mean, uh, it was. Fu- uh, who who was it that actually mashed your face with it? Uh, I'm pretty sure it was Jake Rogers. Yeah, and, and I mean a whole towel full of it, and just mess. And then you had to do the whole post game interview, and it's all stuck between the ear earpiece that you're wearing and the microphone. Yeah. Completely, completely full of, uh, of shaving cream. So yeah. that was that was fun. Definitely worth it, but definitely took a while to get all that out of my face and my eyes and my hair and whatever else. Yeah, well, years from now, when you look back on the photos of you during the post-game interview, you say, uh, and your kids will say, Daddy, what is that stuff? Get in the car. We're going to get Jake Rogers. Yeah. Well, we, we, we couldn't be happier for you. And, you know, you, you, you've put in your time. You know, you've played at a lot of levels at the minor leagues, and you're a coming, you know, a still up-and-coming pitcher. But, you know, you had to endure that year where you were 3-17, and 17, and that was more a mark of how the Tigers were than – anything else but still you get tagged with that and uh yeah. you know you've you've paid a lot of dues to get to this moment and and good for you and it was a great moment for tigers fans and and uh the tigers are playing really well right now i mean i, I don't know uh has something kicked in uh that suddenly you know you're you're, you're winning uh, i don't know if it's seven out of ten or something like that but that's that's amazing what's going on um i mean like i said i said this probably in an interview a few weeks ago i feel like we're a good team we always thought we were a good team in spring training i mean there's always, you know, question marks. You don't really know how things are going to shake out exactly. But we felt good about the team going into spring. And then I got COVID and I missed a month. And then coming back and, you know, everybody was kind of starting to scuffle a little bit. And, you know, baseball is such a contagious game one way or the other. It's so much about momentum. So if everybody seems to be scuffling a little bit and struggling, it kind of just brings that negative energy a little bit. But then as soon as somebody turns it around, it just takes that one guy to get hot. And then a couple other guys start to get hot. And then, you win a couple and then everything, everybody's in a totally different mood and everybody's confident. And, um, and then the winds just start, uh, just start, um, rolling in and I said, it's everything's and then everybody's playing like they, like they know how, you know, it's, I said, it's just winning's contagious baseball. It's a, it's 
a funny game right there. Yeah, it sure is. Well, you did your part to spread the contagion <laughs> of winning with that no-hitter. And congratulations to you, Spencer. Uh, really happy for you. And uh, we really appreciate you spending so much time with us. Enjoyed the conversation. Thank you very much, guys.